Should we do an energy exercise? Yeah. Actually, the energy exercise, yeah, we could say uh, Rob Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas. The reason I'm saying <laughs> Rob Thomas is because, yeah. because, it's, because it's quite early here. It's 6 a.m., so I was... Uh, <laughs> I was I was changing that I was making my coffee. Scooby Dooby Doo. John says it's all gonna end. Might as well be my fault. Scooby Dooby Doo. Well, I only part when it's raining and a scream and a voice is strange and we say burber. Well, it's six a.m. I must be casting. <laughs> And I said, baby, hell, John said, I gotta have a splog and it might as well be my fault. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Praise the Machine. My name is John Maloney and I'm here again with my pod brother, Alexander Holland. Here I am, my friend. Thank you. Hi, Al. This is episode number 33. We're talking Larry Bird. We're talking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We're talking Alonzo Mourning and we're talking Patrick Ewing. I did some research. Uh, I I don't just have that information. (laughs) Did you look up specifically NBA players with Yeah, I looked up 33 basketball. Yeah. Because I realized, to my chagrin, that we uh, we missed out last week on name-checking Shaquille O'Neal, who was, of course, number 32 for the oh, Orlando Magic. 32, mate. I copped a lot of abuse during the week because of that omission, obviously, <laughs> from all the Shaq heads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's many Shaq heads out there in the Don't Praise the Machine community. <laughs> Shackophiles. Hello. I've uh, been waiting 32 episodes for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting 32 episodes for the Shaq attack. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Something what keeps coming up in my life. John, yeah, is I keep forgetting what part, what generation I'm supposed to be a part of. Whenever mm-hmm. people are talking about like X's and Y's and mm. millennials and Z's and <clears throat> things like this, do you know what generation you're in off the top of your head? Yeah, I think it. I'm in the kind of real back end of millennial because I'm correct because I, I came of age, as in I turned eighteen right at the end of the year two thousand. I'm almost like. As late as you can be yeah. in the millennial. I thought I'd do a bit of research and just check where we all sit in terms mm. of these uh, these sections. So, yeah, each generation, when, when, when you have those kinds of baby boomers, Gen Y, Gen Z, it serves as a shorthand to reference about 20 years of attitudes, motivations, and historical events. Mm. So, that it's around about 20 year period that you can sort of slot people into obviously it's great for marketers as well when they need to target certain groups yeah get there to get them to spend money on things understand what their motivations and interests are and 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 mostly their insecurities that's how you get them to spend money (laughs) their fears and insecurities what's this group of people what's people that grew up in this 20 year slot terrified of how can we extract (laughs) money of them how can we extract value from them based on this is it irrelevance is it death 
Is it poverty? Exactly. Shout out to the marketers. You're part of the problem and we love you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll just give you, so, um, so baby boomers were born between 1946 and 64. So they're okay. currently between like 57 and 75. Gen X was born between 1965 and 1970, 1980. Uh, okay. And then Gen Y or millennials, as they've come to be known, were born between 81 and and 94 to 96 ish and mm-hmm. they're that so that's us hmm. they're currently between like 25 and 40 years old mm-hmm. and then after them is the much beloved generation z born between 97 and 2012 um mm. and apparently coming up after them get ready everybody for generation alpha ladies and gentlemen <laughs> would you please welcome to the international stage Generation Alpha. The worst generation in human history. <laughs> Born between yeah. 2012 and t- at least through 2025. Wow. There you go. So I thought I thought the thing that kind of brought this up as well is um, I kept – I feel like I'm pretty cool with the kids and I spend way more time on the internet than I should and I yeah. consume a lot of crappy, crappy media, be it <laughs> – YouTube or memes and things like this, but there are still now phrases and words that are popping up in my life and Mm -hmm. I don't understand Mm. what they mean. Mm. And so we're going to do some real low-hanging fruit, John. We're going to do the absolutely classic. (laughs) Do you understand this Generation Z language? (laughs) Let's do it. Let's get stuck okay, you in. Ready? Yeah. I'll be interested to see how many of these you get. Um, and so what I'm going to do, John, is I'll just throw very some of these few. at you. And then Spoiler we'll just... alert. Very few. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, the, this is the one that I had to... This is the one that made me look it up. Yeah. Because um, I kept hearing this everywhere and I didn't know what this means. If I say to you, John, if I say to you... I'm actually... I'm gonna, I'll give you the example. And this is, yeah. this is from USA Today. The, the other hilarious thing about reading articles like this is you're always a little bit i actually searched for several of these articles because you're never sure if you've just stumbled across <laughs> the one that's written by like the, the 50 year old dude who <laughs> has gotten all the terms wrong yeah and like, yeah oh, no i'm now i'm gonna read this out on the podcast and <laughs> it was actually read by like like old man joe and he's gotten it all wrong but so um so if i said to you example i'm actually going to be productive today no cap you actually got tickets to the Bad Bunny concert. You're capping. Mm, nah, I'm lost. I'm already <laughs> lost. <laughs> no, not, not, not only are you lost, but I can see that you're getting a little bit angry. <laughs> yeah. This, a little part of you's got, even though this is a fun game, a part of you's going, please stop talking like that. Yeah, part of me's going, oh, fuck off. Um, no cap and capping. <laughs> I assume yeah, it has okay, to so do with like caps lock, the use of caps lock. No, incorrect. It's uh, bit bear. I have to put in the. I have to put in the um, family feud <laughs> noise. <laughs> so cap cap is another word for lie. So saying no cap oh. means that you're not lying, and if someone's capping, then mm. you're saying that they're lying. So again, I'm actually going to be productive today. No cap. I'm actually going to be productive today. I'm not lying. You you actually got tickets to the Bad Bunny concert. You're capping. You're yeah. lying. Who the fuck a Bad Bunny, by the way? <laughs> 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 oh, 
never, never mind whether you're capping or not. I don't know what you're talking about. What about drip? Do you know drip? Drip. Drip is, as I understand it, a term for when people abuse solvents. Uh, by <laughs> <laughs> like yes? That guy we went to school with has really gone off the rail. He's on, he's on drip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mike's had his kids taken off him because he was on drip. <laughs> he was dripping hard. No, you're getting the fucking you're getting the family feud babalgan. <laughs> drip. The, our younger listeners are just shaking their head yeah. at you, John. Fuck's sake, Grandpa. Drip. <laughs> drip. Drip is a cool, sexy, or trendy sense of style. Oh, another way of saying swag. I don't know mm. if that's true. When someone has a has. When someone has, I, can't, I can barely read this. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> when someone has good drip, people will hype them up by having them do a drip check, which is showing off your outfit. Hey, my dude, you've got <sighs> some serious drip. Drip check. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> this is a painful game. What, this, is, uh, this is you. So this, this one's for you. Do you know, what about Chugi? Oh, yeah, I know what Chugi is, actually. Do you? I'd mm. never heard that. How do you know that? Uh, I just kind of saw it being used on Instagram. And and it's funny, actually, I was, I was, I was having this exact kind of a related conversation with a friend of mine the other day about how I just go on Instagram and I follow a few people who are like, you know, probably Gen Z, I guess. And then... And then, like, they're kind of in their early to mid-20s and they will just have complete, like, they'll have long sequences of bio text and I'll just be like, I don't understand what any of that means. <laughs> like, you may as well have written that in Mandarin. And uh, it makes me feel so old. But anyway, my point is, my, my, my understanding is chugi is kind of a term for things which were which are dated but only relatively recently dated, so maybe they're kind of a bit naughties or a bit like even 10 cl- years ago. Yeah, you're very close. Okay. You're very close. I, th- I think it's – so this claims that it's – I think – so this says, Chugi describes millennials who are trying too hard to be trendy or in ah. style. Example, did you see that older girl trying to do that TikTok dance? She's so Chugi. Yeah, right. Interesting. So already there's a term to describe us being old and out of touch. Correct. Wow. Has anyone has anyone used any of these? I was the other thing I was going to ask was I'll tell you the one that people use with me that I hear quite a bit. Yeah. Which is quite obvious, but it's just a bit of a change to to, to a normal languages. Um, I've had people say to me, "That's jokes." That's jokes. Wow. Yeah. I had people from London. I had people from London say that to me. Yeah, no, I haven't heard that. Nor would I tolerate it if I did. <laughs> that just means that just means that's funny. That's funny, or you're funny. Your jokes. I mean, that's I jokes. Yeah, okay. I'm. I was still. I still remember when I gave a guest lecture at Melbourne Uni a few years ago, and somebody came up to me afterwards and said, "Oh man, that was fire!" And I hadn't heard the term fire oh, before. Wow. Now, now that's kind of been and gone almost, the term fire. I would yeah, have thought. fire is old. Mm. That's like but, lit. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it was a very generous 
description of a fairly boring lecture that I'd given. <laughs> so I was quite chuffed. But then I felt chuffed in this way that like, you know, a kind of daggy older person would feel if they were being validated by the young generation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I did it. I was fire. Yeah. The one that's uh the one I'm I, I, I most of them tend not to irritate me. I just think that's sweet. It's the internet kids talking like the internet. Yeah. But the one that really irritated me was uh facts, which I yeah. kept hearing because I was watching I was watching interviews on Hot Ninety Seven, the American uh hip hop radio show that's on Hot Ninety Seven. And um, they, people kept saying facts, mm. which is uh, that's basically like saying like it's it's true. <clears throat> so you say, yeah, you know, you say two plus two is four facts. And so people would, but people people would would you say in approval? So you might say, yeah, them, yeah, yeah. Oh, we really need to do something about climate change, Alex. And I go facts, facts. And I go, don't worry about it. I'll. I'll Find someone else to partner up with. <laughs> You're too vacuous for this particular project. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought you to this UN summit. We certainly shouldn't have given you a microphone. <laughs> I can see I've made a mistake. Greta Thunberg, even Greta Thunberg's shaking her head at me. Yeah. Oh, that guy is so chuggy. She's saying. <laughs> He's got no drip. We'll never. He's got no drip. He'll never solve the climate crisis. See, the thing is, like, the interesting thing is, too, I feel not only do I not know what those words mean, but now knowing what, well, several of them, but now knowing what they mean, I still don't feel entitled to use them, which is a bit of a threshold moment in my yeah. aging, I guess, where I just, like, I'm about to go out for someone's birthday, but. I've no intention of like of saying dropping into the conversation. Oh yeah, facts or like drip because they just be like, "What? What? Where did you pick that up?" I've I've got a I've got a ch- I've got a challenge for you, John. Mm, please. So when you go to this, you're about to go to a party. Yeah. In the next in the next uh, couple of hours in Melbourne. Yeah. And you're 38 years old. <laughs> yeah. I would like I would like for you to drop a no cap into no a conversation. Cap. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. So 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 just to just to reiterate, no cap. Cap meaning something is considered false or an outright lie. It's most commonly mm. used in the phrase no cap, which means no lie. So if so the example they give here is that was the best pizza I've ever had, no cap. So you could you could use something like that you could say working on the crown casino royal commission was one of the more difficult royal commissions of my life no cap yeah no cap okay i will and then just see just see what comes back at you man this place is chuggy no cap i'll say and then i'll say i think john's had a stroke um <laughs> or you could say what do you, you could you could sort of gesture to your body and say what do you think of my what is everyone at the you could you could ding a glass ding 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 <laughs> everybody what does everybody think of my drip <laughs> can we get a drip check in here guys can i get a drip check in here <laughs> <laughs>
in the last weeks of lockdown, I was um, struggling for things to watch. And I got into a bit of a Tarantino kick because I realized there was a couple of Tarantino films that I hadn't seen, one of which was, was a film called Death Proof. And, um, and I saw an actor in Death Proof who I had who I had also seen in a number of other Tarantino films by the name of Zoe Bell. If you're familiar with Zoe Bell? I'm going to look her up as you're talking to me. Yeah. So I watched, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood recently. I also watched Hateful Eight also during lockdown. Her face looks kind of familiar, but not really. Yeah. She is a, she's a, she started off as a stunt woman or a stunt double. Ah. In some Tarantino movies, and then no cap, and then she, <laughs> and then she uh, made her way into the movies as an actor. Initially playing herself in the movie Death Proof, she plays a stunt woman who actually does perform some impressive stunts in that movie to give her credit. But then she started cropping up, for example, in Hateful Eight, which is a movie about the old west and a kind of violent uh, melting pot of dark characters in the old west and of course in once upon a time in hollywood which is about what is it like 1960s uh hollywood who is she she in that i'm looking at trying to remember who she plays in that she plays she has a small part in that where and she's the the most notable thing about her is from my perspective is that she's from new zealand she has a very thick new zealand Ah. accent and i know that um i mean last week we talked about uh, Ilaria Baldwin, and I know that we have a few yeah, kind our of favorite friend ho- of the show, Ilaria Baldwin. Friend of the show, Ilaria. I know we've got a few Hollywood insiders who listen, and um, some of you might have a direct line of communication to Quentin. And I just want to say, please stop putting Zoe Bell in your films because <laughs> because because I find it very hard to maintain a suspension of disbelief. When I get somebody coming onto the screen with a sharp New Zealand accent and like in the in fucking Hateful Eight, I don't know, she plays like a person who rocks up towards the end of the movie and they're all kind of like, it's got like Kurt Russell and various kind of, you know, leathery faced kind of Western style characters as in, you know, like country and Western or Western films, cowboy movies, actors. And then she, and then Zoe Bell comes on. And she's like, oh, we've got to get out of here. Yeah. Hang on. I've just, you know, come on, guys. Just give me a second. I'm just going to get my jandals and get my scroggin, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is she doing in this movie? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think now that you've mentioned her, I think I know who she plays in Hateful Eight because of that. I had that exact same experience. Is she, yeah. Is she, it, sorry, not in Hateful Eight. I think I remember who she plays in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's on the set of that Bruce Lee film. And she's like Bruce Lee and Brad Pitt have – Bruce Lee's character and Brad Pitt's character have this – no, it's not the actor Bruce Lee. It's some guy playing Bruce Lee, confusingly, and whoever Brad Pitt's playing have an altercation where Brad Pitt's character like slams Bruce Lee up against the car and then she goes – she kind of hoves into view and starts going – Oh, what the heck is going on here, guys? And I'm yeah. like, what the hell is indeed is going on here? Oh, what's going on, Brew? You've ruined <laughs> the scene here. <laughs> Stink. Oh, shut. 
I've had to come out here without my jandals. Oh, no, you've ruined the scene, you egg. <laughs> that's, that's why I was thrown. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, oh there, no, brew. the scene's ruined, brew. <laughs> and, and it just, like, lurches me out of kind of any, like, immersion in the film because I'm just like, why is there a fucking Kiwi in this movie? Uh, no offense, and we have a number of dear friends of mine who <laughs> yeah. are New Zealanders who yeah. listen to the show, and I and I love them very much. Shout out to uh, shout out to Annie and the fam. Yeah, but uh, but I just I've, it's it's not them, it's me. I find it difficult to watch a movie where everyone else is a kind of is a sort of uh, you know. Like kind of hard-boiled su- American tough yeah, guy. Yeah, it's like a suitably cast American character. And then there's just this like non-professionally trained stunt woman going, hello, everyone, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and she, it's so nice to be in this Tarantino film. <laughs> it's full of violence and mayhem. And that's what makes it so good. Oh, this film is, is crazy, bro. Now. I'm sorry for breaking the third wall. Let's get back to the film. <laughs> so yeah, please, please stop, uh, Quentin. Thanks again, everybody, for joining me and John on episode number 33 of Don't Praise the Machine. 33. And we want to set your heart free. We're going to be back, 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 back next week with lots of hot, juicy splogs and facts and drips and... <laughs> And more. No cap. Not a word of a cap. Not a word of a cap. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.